Hello and welcome to the Sage Aging Podcast. Money plays a major role in so many of our life decisions, and that's why it's important, no matter our age, but especially as we get older, to stay on top of our finances. Hi, I'm Liz Craven, and this is the Sage Aging Podcast. I am so happy to have you with us today. We've got a great topic for you, and I know that you'll walk away knowing, learning something that you didn't know before. So I'm super glad that you're here. If you're new here, I'd like to welcome you. I'm so glad that you came upon us, and I hope that you'll share this podcast with others that you know. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being here. We really appreciate your support and all of the great feedback you've shared with us so far. Now, if you do like what we're doing, I'd like to encourage you also to hit that subscribe button. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll always know what's fresh on the plate here at Sage Aging. So 90% of adults will tell you that they would prefer to age in place. And that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Who wouldn't want to stay in their own home for as long as possible? But as we age, a lot of things tend to crop up, a lot of situations that maybe we don't we don't anticipate are going to happen. You know, we always think that we're going to be very independent-minded. We always think that we're going to be able to handle our stuff. But what happens when we can't? Maybe you're a caregiver and you're caring for aging parents. Maybe it's you that's looking to proactively protect yourself in the future. Anyone who's listening to this has good reason to stay and hear the whole conversation because money really does affect our lives in every single way that you can imagine. Joining me for this conversation today is Heather Reiner. And Heather is a daily money manager. You're going to learn more about Heather and her business in a few minutes, but even more importantly, Heather is going to share some of her expertise with us about managing your money as you age, about some of the things and the, the pitfalls that we might encounter, the things that we may not be aware of, uh, fraud, scams, you know, all of the things that can kind of Put a crux in things if we're not careful. So I'm si very excited to have Heather here today with us. Welcome, Heather. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really glad to have Thanks, you back. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for having me back. Of course. So let's start with just a little introduction of you. We've met you before on the podcast, but there are probably a lot of folks who haven't heard that one yet and are new with us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah, Heather? Absolutely. Um, my name's Heather Reiner, and I'm owner of Atlas Financial Consulting. I've been in the financial industry for over 10 years at this point. I started out in banking as a teller and moved up to trust. Uh, then I helped open an investment firm in downtown Winter Haven, um, Aventel Wealth Management. And then I became a daily money manager. So I've been a part of a little bit of everything in the financial industry. And my heart was really to help those that might have just needed a little extra help, but there was no service out there to offer that. Um, so now I'm able to actually, you know, sit down with my clients and help hold their hand and just be their financial personal assistant. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And I think an important thing to note is that it's not just older adults who sometimes need assistance in managing their financial affairs. Sometimes people are just busy. 
um, or it's something that they don't like mm -hmm. to do. And so there are a lot of instances where someone might decide to use a money manager. So let's start all the way at the beginning and let's define it. What is a daily money manager? Daily money manager, the way I explain it is basically what I just said, just your personal financial assistant. So I can sit with my clients either in their home, going through their mail, or virtually just reviewing their accounts, paying the bills that need to be done, um, and just keeping track of things. But I also am a, a resource um, of, of information. Like if I see a need that my client has, I have, because I was in the financial industry, but I'm also part of the senior aging industry. If there is a um, resource that's needed, such as an attorney, I have somebody that um, they can call. Um, if they need um, social media marketing, I can have them give you a call, Liz. Um, I have resources in all areas. <laughs> so it goes more into, or it goes more than just financial assistance. It just goes into your whole life. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, money, money touches every single part of our mm -hmm. life. Doesn't Absolutely. It? There's no getting around that. <laughs> and whether you have it or you don't have it, it's still a very important factor to be able to mm -hmm. control and to be able to utilize what you do have the right way and to protect what you mm -hmm. do have in the right way. So how does a daily money manager differ from an accountant or a book? Oh, yeah, I get asked that all the time. Um, so bookkeepers are typically used for corporations and businesses, um, but they kind of do the same thing as an accountant, um, a CPA, um, where they help look at the overall accounts, run the reports, possibly even prepare the taxes at the end of the year. So um, I've even had CPAs reach out to me because they just, their clients might need a little extra help, might need more fine details um, or gather documents that they can't gather on their own, for the tax preparation. So I do help blend the lines of a bookkeeper and an accountant, but um, I really just partner with them um, because I go into detail with each transaction um, and actually go through budgeting. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense because you're somebody who will actually go into the home and say help to sift through the mail that's coming in or perhaps they're having an issue with a claim for their insurance mm -hmm. or they don't know which medical bills they should be paying or not paying what the insurance company is going to pay and what their explanation of benefits looks like are those all things that you yes i do help with that and i actually just had a new one the other day where um this gentleman let me have access to some things, but not like his whole bank account. And because of that, I wasn't able to catch that his insurance, his auto insurance didn't go through. And it had been so long that that didn't happen that he got a letter that his license was going to be suspended. So I was able to jump in and fix that problem and actually get his license not technically reinstated because it wasn't suspended just yet, but it was on the cusp. So yeah, those are things that even if the accountant or bookkeeper catches, right. they won't be able to do those extra phone calls and the extra forms. Well, that's really a great thing because especially as we age and the situation exists often where you have um, the adult children living in another state from their parents. And maybe mom and dad could stay super independent on their own in most ways but the finances are becoming a little bit too much, especially in a day and age where a lot of companies refuse to do 
paper statements anymore. It's all electronic or um, they only payments that they will accept are credit card or electronic payments. And that can become an awful lot for someone to track and and take care of if they're not accustomed Absolutely. to that. Absolutely. And each time that I meet with a client and, and we get the account established, um, I'm able to do those things, uh, even keep a a log. Um, I keep detailed notes, but I also keep a log for each account that's there, the, the username and password. How are we getting these statements? Um, is it electronic? Is it mailed? Like, what do we need to look out for? And what are things that are being paid, you know, monthly, quarterly, or annually? Because that can get a little, you know, confusing too, um, especially if there's a little cognitive decline there, but they want to remain independent. You just, you just need to have those notes there. <laughs> Right. So this, you know, talking about the adult children living elsewhere, and even if they're living locally, but they work a lot or are just have busy lives. What are some of the red flags, some of the indicators that we should be looking for to tell us that mom and dad might need a little help in this area? The one that I see most common, um, or the reason that I get a call um, is because they've noticed that their parents are starting to pay everybody cash all the time um, for everything, almost like tipping someone um, for little things, like just bringing the groceries inside. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, that, that causes concern because, you know, are they paying things twice? Are there things that are not getting paid? Like, why do they have this extra chunk of money all the time then? Um, so they just need somebody to review the account. So, um if you start seeing that, definitely, you know, try to talk to your parent or your loved one and see if you can just take a peek at their accounts or their statements or their mail and just see, are they financially okay or has something changed recently? It's worth mentioning here that sometimes parents have a difficult time talking to their adult children about finances or letting them look because Typically, in that familial role situation, the kids don't have access to mom and dad's money, and it's it's kind of a privacy mm-hmm. thing. Do you find that people will enlist your services because of that privacy factor? Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's it's better in their eyes to have a third party. Um, and there are times where they're like, "Oh yeah, please talk to my daughter about that and and get her help with that." But yeah, they definitely want the privacy. And then sometimes it's also because they know that there was an issue there and they're embarrassed about it. Um, like I had a gentleman who signed up for vitamins and uh, didn't realize that these are not vitamins that he should have. And also because he signed up for these vitamins, he was enlisted in like 10 30 day free trials of multiple different kinds of things. <laughs> and so um, he was just going to continue to wow. pay them. But because I was able to see on his statement, all of these transactions that were not normal, I was able to call each account and get everything canceled or refunded. And I think it's nice to have that, that third party person sometimes. Um, I know that in my family, it was very normal for us to share and for us to be involved. But I also know others whose parents have had a really t- hard time letting mm-hmm. go and being able to open every part of their life because it's also a little bit of giving up your independence. You know, there's all these different things that start to happen as we age and our loved ones want to remain independent. Remember that 90% Mm -hmm. 
of people say they want to age in place. They want to remain independent for as long as possible. They want to stay in charge of their mm -hmm. own life. And when you hire someone to help you with your finances, that's still you in charge. You still made that decision to have some help right. come in. It's just someone to be your assistant. I love that you use the phrase personal assistant because that is a lot less intrusive than someone coming in to take over Absolutely. finances. Yeah, I tell my clients every time that I'm working for you or if they have a power of attorney that I'm working with, um, I'm working for the power of attorney and my client um, because ultimately I always see the individual that I'm helping as my official client. Right. Of course. So in what other ways does using a daily money manager um, help to let someone remain independent in their yeah, home? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm able to help budget, keep things in track or on track. Um, of course, that's the number one thing. Um, and make sure that there's nothing falling through the cracks or they're paying things twice and, you know, they're and not paying their mortgage at all. Um, so I'm able to keep everything organized, but I'm also able to see, um, if things start declining, you know, even with their health, like I mentioned at the beginning, I have resources that instead of just moving straight to an assisted living facility or, um, into a community, um, I'm able to help connect you with a care manager or, um, uh, caregivers. That way you can still stay at home in the, or in the comfort of your home with your normal routine, but you just have that help coming to you. And that's really important. That's super important. So let's move on to a topic that everybody is familiar with, fraud and scams. They are everywhere, every day, always new. They affect everyone of every age. A lot of people think that it's mostly targeting the elderly, and that is the case to some degree. But I know I get these scam and fraud things all the time in my email via text messages. Um, how do you help people to stay on top of that? Right. So I always say that I inform, train, and implement. So of course, I stay up to date with anything that might be happening currently, any kind of scamming, any new scams. Um, so I'm able to teach my clients like, you know, what to look out for. So I'm helping train them. You know, if you get a call, you know, immediately don't give them any information. If you're really questioning it, um, give me a call. Uh, I actually had a client recently who got a weird letter in the mail and she didn't know, didn't know really how to explain what it said. So she asked me to just come by when I'm in the area. So I was able to come by later that afternoon, actually. And I looked at it and it did look real. It was talking about her home warranty, yada, 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 but it looked real. Um, but then after I was able to do more digging, I found out, no, this is definitely a scam letter. <laughs> so they're getting good. They're getting better mm -hmm. at these scams. It's so sad. Um, so I'm able to help people recognize yeah. the, the fraud that's happening. But also, like I mentioned earlier, I'm able to see it if it's already happened and help rewind it almost like I know it's very stressful because you know I've even had my account hacked when I was younger and you know they took everything in my bank account basically and and it's so stressful but if you catch it early enough oh, no. yeah if you catch it early enough you're able to actually call for that help and reverse it easier and, and, and dispute it faster um so yeah I just I help inform train and implement and I also help um secure 
any sensitive information. Um, because, you know, all of our stuff, like you mentioned, can be done online now. <laughs> and it is a lot safer than it used to be. Um, there's more safety measures in place, like, you know, the dual factor uh, identification. But sometimes people don't know that that's an option and they don't even opt for it. But then I'm able to go in and say, oh, no, 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 let's add the security question or let's do this code um, as, a, as a second factor. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Always a good idea to protect yourself. Absolutely. And by the way, we did a cybersecurity episode not too long ago. We did one on um, romance scams and we did one on basic cybersecurity. I'm going to link those in the notes below too, because they were both really informational and give a lot of tools that people could use to not necessarily rewind, but um, maybe get on top of something that's happening and help to educate you about what's out there. I think you're right on spot, right on point with um, informing mm -hmm. because there are new scams every single day. And so getting those alerts in your email and knowing what to look for is obviously a big help in preventing yourself or your loved one from being a Absolutely. victim. Absolutely. So let's talk now about, let's, obviously you're a good choice. It's a good choice to use a daily money manager if you can, but let's say that a family decides to go it alone. What would you say are the, the three most important things that adult children can do to assist their aging loved one as it relates to finances and remaining independent? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Basically, the first thing that I would do is go into the home, and if there's like a home office or a place where they keep their filing cabinet, um, look through the paperwork. If you have to organize it, organize it as you go, um, but that gives you a good idea of what accounts do they have, what insurance policies do they have, um, and just contact information, like their attorney. Do they have their state documents? And if so, it would have their attorney's name listed, and if you ever had to call, you have that information. Um, but then also, as I said before, try to gain access to accounts, um, checking accounts and, and credit card accounts, just to make sure everything's going smoothly and make sure you monitor them <laughs> uh, routinely. I would say at least every two weeks if possible um, and just stay as organized as possible and keep notes. That, so it sounds like a lot, but it's it's really not. I mean, you're you're kind of doing it for yourself anyway in your own household. Um, it's just now you're also helping your loved one. Right. And here's here's a note. We'll just say this out loud. Some of us are really good at being organized <laughs> and are really good at managing budgets and things of that sort. Others of <laughs> us are not so much. If you are in the not so much camp, please get help. <laughs> Please allow someone to assist you in this way because you'll just create a lot more stress for yourself and you might save a few bucks on the fee that you would pay for somebody to assist you. But I assure you, the money that you'll save because you're using somebody to help you to navigate all of this is much more than you would spend on their fees. So that's just my plug for if you are not an organized person and have a tough time organizing your own finances, it's kind of difficult to add another household on top of that. So please consider that when you're making your decisions and know that there is not ever, ever any shame in asking for help. Um, sometimes that's what we need to do to be the best caregivers that we can be. 
so that's not, it's not a shameful thing and it's not a bad thing if you decide to ask for help. That's great sage advice, Liz. <laughs> now I want to give you a chance to give our listeners a piece of sage advice. <laughs> well, that was great. I want to just say ditto to that. <laughs> um, because yeah, I do, I do see clients that, like I said before, are just embarrassed to ask for help, but it'll just help in the long run uh, a lot easier um, to reverse anything. But also um, just please monitor your account because <laughs> you just never know um, what's going to happen. And if you're able to even start younger, <laughs> start young, you know, from the get go, as soon as you graduate high school, just monitor your accounts and then you're able to save money, avoid being scammed, any fees that might happen. Um, and you'll just have a better retirement in the long run. So ask for help and monitor your accounts, please. <laughs> that is such great advice. And it's the truth. People who learn how to manage their finances early on typically end up faring much better mm -hmm in their later years. Their, their retirements are much more plentiful and that's because they took the time to plan and they took the time um, to get help from others who knew more than they did. Get a good financial planner on your team if you're younger. Um, you know, These are all things that we can do before we get to the point that we're looking at retirement and aging um, to prepare ourselves for that time of life. Because let <laughs> me tell you, I have been a caregiver for uh, my mother, who was not financially prepared, um, versus my in-laws, who were financially prepared. And that caregiving experience for each of those situations was vastly different. It makes a difference. So do yourself and your family a favor by planning ahead if you can. Um, and you're never too young to start doing that. Thank you, Heather, for that. Um, now, I want to give you a, a moment to tell us Give us a shameless plug about your business. Okay. Thanks, Liz. Yeah. So I've been in business for a year and a half now. Um, and my company is Atlas Financial Consulting. You can reach me on Facebook, LinkedIn, on my website, atlasfinancialconsult.com. Uh, my phone number is 863-272-2275. And uh, I just love what I do because I'm able to make my clients' lives lives better. Um, th they get to worry less and live more. That's my goal for every client that I'm able to help serve. That's amazing. And I know you do your job well, and you're very well respected locally. And hey, I forgot to ask you, so let me throw it in right here. What are some other resources that you would refer people to who are looking to dig a little deeper on this Yeah, topic? absolutely. So uh, I'm a member of ADAM, which is American Association of Daily Money Managers. So I highly recommend that website because um, if you're looking for a DNM in your area, a daily money manager in your area, you can look them up and you can only be a member of Adam if you pass a background check every two years. Um, so they're highly respected, very professional, and they keep us DMMs uh, educated as well because they offer courses um, to follow. But they also have great newsletters um, that you can look and review um, that can help you or your loved ones. So I definitely highly recommend that you check up or check out Adam.com. It's AADMM.com. 
And I highly recommend just, just Googling, um, seeing if there's any presentations in your area um, about financial security, uh, retirement security, or if there is an actual DMM in your area, just giving them a call um, for a consultation even. And then I always on my website, if I come across anything that's new and interesting as far as a resource, I always add it to the tab on my website, which is atlasfinancialconsult.com. And you'll see the tab at the at the top. Awesome. That's really great. And as always, every link that we mention in the podcast will be in the show notes. So don't worry about jotting those down. If you missed them, they will be readily available for you. Well, thank you, Heather, so much for taking the time to be with me today. I really do appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us and and appreciate all that you do for older adults in the community. Thanks, Liz. It's always a pleasure. And you as well. You are just an angel to the senior aging community and and us as a resource as well. Well, thank you so much. And thank all of you for joining us today. I hope that we left you with something that will benefit you. And if you like what we're delivering here, please do subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe to the Sage Aging newsletter. You can find that at eldercareguide.com. And let me tell you, on that website, if you're looking for aging resources, that's the place you want to be. We have got everything under the sun for you there. We don't have anything to sell you. We're not asking for anything back. We just want you to be the most informed that you can be to care for yourself or your loved one as you're aging. So we hope you'll visit us there. You can also find us on social media. We've always got something to say and something fun going on. So check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, all the places. You'll find us there, YouTube as well. Um, Thanks again for joining us. Stay tuned. We'll have another episode, new episode coming very soon. We'll talk real soon. Thanks for being with us.